Hey, are you like us and trying to make your own podcast but aren't really sure where to get started? Well, when we first began, we didn't really know how to get our podcast out there to the hundreds of different podcast platforms. That's where Anchor comes in. Anchor is your one-stop shop for all things podcasting from start to finish. It allows you to record and edit your podcast and then when you're ready to publish, distributes it to a ton of podcasting platforms including Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Once you've posted your episode, Anchor tracks listening across platforms and graphs your performance across countries, age groups and platforms. That's how we know that 4% of our listeners are in Hong Kong. If you're listening from Hong Kong right now, well, thank you. And Anchor is totally free. To get started, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's a n c h o r.fm to get started. Now back to the pod. Hey guys, everyone, welcome to episode 2 for All About Sports, your weekly podcast where we bring you information related to the world of sports. Um episode 1 was the episode that aired last week to everyone who missed it the link will be in the description below where we covered VAR and different rule changes uh before i introduce the topic for today's episode i'd like to introduce uh, uh, the co-hosts uh, you guys have pro- probably seen a lot of us uh, we have mazhar aniket and myself shubham and today we are finally joined by our fourth co-host rishab who unfortunately wasn't there last week but he's going to be there in uh, this episode and subsequent weeks he's a big fan of nba uh, the premier league and uh, Like, like like all of us he's a massive sports sports enthusiast now quickly we'll dive into this week's episode and all of us are really excited about it so uh, the athletic which is a publication in the uk uh, it's it's a sports publication they had published their list of top 60 greatest premier league players of all time so we have taken the top 20 list and uh, players in the top 20 uh, going for, ranking from number 1 is onri sherer cantona giggs ronaldo uh lampard keen gerard rooney aguero so this is the top 20 list of the greatest premier league players according to them and here is where where we guys are going to be giving our thoughts and our inputs as to who we feel uh according to us um should actually be part of this list uh so starting off with uh, and, and we will be uh, from the top 20 we'll be selecting top 10 so starting off with is number 1 where there's onri now obviously there are two arsenal fans and two united fans but uh i i would i would like to start this debate and see what you guys have to say about it i personally don't think onri deserves to be number 1 i think number 1 should be ryan giggs that is my call on it and i have my reasons to justify but before i start talking about it i would like to bring you guys in and see what you guys have to say about this this is this is going to be this is off to a good start uh, so <laughs> for, for those of you who who who, who wants some additional context gui and myself rishab are the arsenal fans so yeah, um, yeah. so j- j- so me and we, we tried to sort of break off into teams and and do this but it's impossible because none of us agree with each other but to raise a broad context what two a couple of us were able to form a broad top 10 <laughs> of which we stuck to athletics number 1 and our number 1 was also theory andre Just a Let's brief. Go. All of you guys agree it's theory only. What? Yes. Come on. <laughs> Unacceptable. That's good. So Shubham, 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 come on. So Shubham, come on. Uh, I thought and about it. This is it. not me. I this is this not me saying as a biased United fan. I genuinely feel it has to be Giggs. And like in in terms of what he achieved over 22 years, 13 Premier League titles, the most decorated player in English football. Even if you take his titles away. he consistently other than his last two seasons for 20 seasons he appeared in 25 or 25 plus premier league games 
that shows his longevity, his consistency. And how, how do you guys not consider that as number one? So I think, I think it's ahead, best if. So I think it's best if I justify this one simply because I need it's a fellow United person who has to consent on this. So okay, let's face it. We have to make compromises to come up with a list. Uh, you yourselves know how hard it is to even button down on a full list. The athletic. Let's let's just look at athletics list. Ryan Giggs is number four on that list. Yeah. So, jumping him, bumping him up all the way to one needed some real justification, according to me. In terms of, I agree with the longevity. I agree with all of that. But you look at Thierry Henry's stats. The fact that he came from France, he really changed the entire league. He made Arsenal challenge a dominant Manchester United. The league was being overrun by Manchester United. Pure domination every season, almost every season. Uh, after Henri joined Arsenal was when we really saw that rivalry build up, and we saw someone competing. So that is the reason why I feel that Henri's impact, and I mean, there's no doubt his goal scoring record is crazy. It's the best in the league in terms of I think at that time his goals to matches ratio was the best. Uh, All-time leading. I still think it's one of the best. I still think it's one of the best. So context, yeah. context. His uh, goals per ninety dropped below point six once. If you don't consider his injury season and the loan spell, his goals per ninety dropped below point six once. And the only guy to have bettered it is Aguero. Aguero, yes. That's it. There hasn't been another. No. But tell me one thing. As one prolific thing. as him. So I think the Premier League in two thousand and twelve. That's when the Premier League completed twenty years. And the Premier League to celebrate 20 years, they had an award ceremony. In that award ceremony, the Premier League itself states that Ryan Giggs is the greatest Premier League player of all time. So that that's the so, end of the discussion, right, of them, man? No, Yashobam, I I don't think so. Because firstly, uh, Giggs was part of a Manchester United team that dominated. He didn't dominate on his own, and I'm I'm not saying that Ryan Giggs wasn't integral, of course, and the fact that. He was able to make that first team, even when with players coming in and out, and to play at the highest level for so many years is no joke. He scored in every season. I'm not saying no, exactly. But but one minute, Shubha, Shubha, one minute. At 162, no one has beaten his assist record, and I don't think anyone will anytime. 24 seasons in the league. 22 for Lampard as well, by the way. Lampard had more goals. I'm not saying that Lampard's a better player, but what I'm saying is. People have played nearly as long as him. He is not the leading assist. Uh, sorry, he's not even the leading appearance person in the entire league. Barry is, so he's oh. not first in that record as well. So yes, it's amazing that he stuck with one team and all of that. But I just don't think it's enough to say that he is number one. And you and why I'm saying that is because we have compromised on the order, and you'll know that, and you will. I hope so that you agree. With uh, <laughs> uh, Krishnan in my order that we managed to come up with in with some sort of compromise, and and I think going off Gui's points, I think the per ninety stats is a really big thing to consider because let's be honest, Thierry Henry did play in the Premier League for fewer years than Ryan Giggs. That's just a fact. He's played for eight seasons, but per ninety, if we look at his assists, it's actually so Ryan Giggs, incredible assist maker, zero point three seven assists per um like per ninety minutes. Thierry Henry is zero point three. 
no no so 0.37 is Ryan Giggs Andre is 0.3 per per assist but Andre is scoring more at 0.58 goals per 90 minutes so that's more like he's scoring in a little more than half per 90 but guys, if you're comparing like like players into yeah, you're comparing a striker. No, no, no. I completely, I completely admit that. But but I, I just want to make make it clear that like giving an overall record for Ryan Giggs, like he had 192 assists. I think in the context of a season by season standing, Andre is not that far behind him and a much bigger contributor to goals, which is fundamentally like as much as different positions are valuable. I think the Athletics said this too in in context of Kun Aguero. Goals are the most valued currency right. in the game. At the end of the day, that is the most valued currency. And let's be honest, Ryan Giggs was a left winger. When he adapted later on in his career, he moved more further back. He moved like even to center mid to adapt to his game, which respect to him for being the Swiss Army knife. Um, but he hasn't contributed from a goals for him perspective in the time that he was he was at um at United per season, I think the way that Thierry Henry has. Just his pure production and at that front is, is hard so to argue. For me, for me, why Giggs is not that high by that high of I mean number one is because if you look at his most dominant period, which is in the nineties, he had immense support in terms of Cantona scoring, in terms of Andy Cole scoring, in terms of Dwight of scoring, and all these guys were playing in other teams who moved to United. Very quickly. But that's the thing. He United. wasn't a striker. It, it wasn't his responsibility yeah, I, to I, get I, the so goal. I, again, again. So I'm just, I'm not saying that uh, he was supposed to do the chunk of the scoring. But I'm just saying the impact he has on the title win is significantly lower because he has so many stars in that team who are actually picking up the scoring. Almost 15 goals a season for Cantona every season he's played. Um, Andy Cole, Dwyer pitch in immensely. But if you think about when Henri comes in, he comes in as a replacement for Anelka. So he has to become the strike, uh, striker off the bat for well, a team which is just recently challenging for uh, the Premiership. And he does it with the lowest goal tally of 17 in those 8 seasons. It's, again, I'm not counting the injury season and the loan spell. His lowest goal tally is 17. That's Guys, just phenomenal. I think, again, 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 I see he's a striker and I get that bit. But he comes uh, from a very lackluster Juventus side, having played left winger for the last two or three years, which includes a World Cup win at left winger. And then to have uh, him adapt as a striker, new league, which is again not an easy one, where actually no other team is competing. That's big. So, and to have that over. A spell of six seasons is a lot. So I just have two questions for Shubham. Shubham, if you had to pick a player from Giggs and uh, Andre in your team, who are you picking? Just, that depends again if I'm going for a no, striker or, or a left mid. If, if you are asking me if I had to pick one player from Thierry Henry or Ryan Giggs, who would you choose? I blindly would say Thierry but, Henry. But, Regardless but of that, what that would, that, would, that would happen if you're telling me if I'm picking a striker, am I picking a left midfielder? I'm saying if you had to pick one player, regardless of you knowing which position you needed, who would you find more valuable to your team? Also, also I think one thing to keep in mind is actually Thierry Henry for a large portion of Arsenal played as left wing. So admittedly, Ryan Giggs was a slightly deeper seated left mid. But, Krishnan, but, I'm not even saying it comes down no, no, to a no, position I, I, battle. I'm saying yeah, yeah. purely based on skill, based on 
the productivity that they've had. So see, one thing, one thing which I completely agree with all of you guys when it comes to skill and when it comes to like what Andy brought to the game in terms of goals. There's no denying the fact that he's perhaps one of the it's not only most goals, skilled Shubhav. players to ever come to the Premier League. But but it's but not only seeing... goals. He led the the league for assists in a season. It was it was tied by someone like Kevin De Bruyne after 17 years. So it's not that he didn't sorry. have output apart from goals. He I'm just sorry. yeah. I, I'm, so, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry but I'm can... just giving some context here. Right. I don't think assists were counted as in the. uh penalty fouls or counters that are counted as assists like right they're still not so, officially that's okay not. that's great that's great i i was like kind of that thing was on middle muddled up in my head so i need mean, no, that's just fpl that's, man that's just <laughs> fantasy <laughs> that, that's my addiction to fpl that's true i like it but but sorry shubham uh i completely understand why you Say that Giggs should be number one, and he also Giggs at the age of thirty-six. He still got PFA Players Player of the Season. He did that that consistently till the age of thirty-six. I I just feel like I don't understand how can a player who was like so consistent over twenty. Okay, you forget his last two seasons where his appearances also dropped for twenty years. So consistent, and if you take his goals and assist average over a period of twenty-two seasons or twenty seasons, it was almost ten. Which I think is a fantastic number for a left midfielder. He was never a striker, never a winger, and he performed consistently. And yeah, I do understand that he was part of a squad. He never was the standout United player who was like getting us everything. I understand he's part of a squad, but just what he achieved and how consistent he was to the game. I don't think that is something anyone will ever replicate again. Like oh, okay. at that level. Uh, <laughs> so I think only at the age of 33 was already in America. Giggs at the age of 36 was still winning PFA Players of the. रिटायरिंग Moving out, staying in the MLS and stuff like that, he didn't do it, and that is and to anchor a United side in his decline, amazing achievement. I I won't take it away from him. If how much ever I hate the fact. Thanks, Goey. Thanks. But, I'm glad you brought totally this agree. up. Totally, totally agree. But 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 to think about it, only eight seasons in the Prem, six times team of the season, four Golden Boots. So oh, that that's the highest in the league, right? Yeah. Yes, that's the highest in the league. Yeah. No one's even come eh? close. Also, Giggs makes team of the team of the season six times in twenty-three seasons. Gerard makes it eight times in seventeen seasons. Henry makes it six times in eight seasons. He's played almost a decade fewer than these guys. A decade and a half fewer than Giggs. And to make a team of the season in in an era where United competes, Arsenal other other Arsenal players compete, of course, for it, and Chelsea begins to compete under Mourinho. Big props to make it six out of eight times in the team of the season. Also, one thing, also another thing, and you know, this is all about the Premier League. But Premier League has the largest percentage of games you play. Thierry Henry was someone who's competing for the Ballon d'Or twice. He's he's a top three finisher twice in the Ballon d'Or during his time at Arsenal. O three and O six, silver in O three, bronze in O six, which is and that's and Ballon d'Or takes into account more than just goals. I would admit. Admittedly, it has been skewed to a couple of people more recently. 
but it takes into account more than just goals and that's an incredible thing that there're not a lot of people who are competing for ballon d'ors more than once on this list um and thierry henry kind of does break that mold uh, yeah but uh, now shubham uh, now coming to that i think we should move to number 2 because then you will be agree with you guys but in the interest of time we will move to number 2 <laughs> So, so you say, we'll say a uh, we'll say a highly so debatable two. one, Andre. Highly debatable. <laughs> no, I I wouldn't say so because our number two, uh, Shubham Krishnan and I did put gigs as number two. So yep. that should be the saving grace because uh, we okay. just yeah. So we just couldn't keep him one simply because, like I think Krishnan said, goals always will get higher weightage. and for someone as iconic as onri was and six, i think i think gui's point about him making the team of the year six out of eight seasons was i think that was the de- decisive factor sort of so gigs for us is number 2 i don't think there's a debate then i'm assuming not i hope not unless i i consider the gigs being second i won't i won't do much and just so, to do, so just gui so shobham he was there I I tried my best for one as well, but uh, <laughs> thinking about it uh, realistically, I think Andre deserves one and gigs rightfully for his longevity and the trophies. No one's going to touch the number of Premier League seasons whatever. And so, just, so just for our, just for our fans, a quick summary of what Gig has done: unbelievable record, six thirty-two appearances in the Premier League, twenty-four seasons with United, hundred and nine goals. He holds the assist record with one sixty-two assists. Um, and he's someone who like we said 13 premier leagues which is by far and away other than paul scores with 11 by far and away the record for um pl wins i don't like him <laughs> so so basically in a stack rank right now we have onri at number 1 gigs at number 2 uh and now we move on to number 3 we were ronaldo Viva Ronaldo. Ronaldo. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm not. I don't see Aniketa and Krishnan. No. So Krishnan has. I mean, he conceded to this. So uh, actually, Krishnan had him at two. I'm just going to put that out there, Gui. Yeah. Krishnan Gui, had Ronaldo I, at two. Krishnan, interestingly, if you had if you had Ronaldo at two, where was Giggs on your list then? Initially, Giggs was not in my top ten. I hate it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, no, no. The Giggs initially, I I kept him at four. So I kept him at four. You need to get out of this podcast straight away. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I kept Giggs at four. I kept Giggs at four. And and I should caveat this a little bit with I did start watching the Premier League. I think a couple of years after you guys. And Giggs is someone who like is a player like you said who contributes more than just goals, assists, and maybe like standard traditional statistic measures. So he's someone automatically in my head who gets slightly underweight because he I I I viewed him play a little a little bit less. Um, but that's also my rationale for why Ronaldo's a bit higher because I really like got really into things in Ronaldo's prime in the Premier League. Um, yeah. But but yeah, so I, I did have Ronnie at number two. I I I admit to it, Gui. I I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's I think okay. It's a reasonable uh, number three. But I really want to know who y'all thought over at number three, because Krishna just said he had gigs at four. So who was the original number three? Because I. So it was it it wasn't a huge fight. Uh, it it was it was Alan Shero. Yeah. For Krishna. Same for me. Yeah. And for for me, I, 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 and uh, he was number three for me as well. But then, uh, since Krishna had Ronaldo at two, we broke it down. Compared both, 
and it simply came down to one thing for me uh, the reason why shero was trumping ronaldo was the fact that shero in his first three seasons with blackburn scored plus, 30 yeah. goals plus <laughs> no one's yeah. ever done that no one no one has ever done that so for me just his prolific goal scoring and you see all his records highest ever premier league goal scorer no one's going to touch him 260 is absurd aruni second with 200 and also big props to him for uh, winning the premier league with blackburn uh, which yeah. which, which i do understand when they won against united that time blackburn squad was a decent squad but still to win it with blackburn huge props to him so in fact when i and aniket were also talking i think we had shearer right on top on the list i think yeah. ahead of one position on top of ronaldo that was i think the same thing with us as well mainly because of the amount of goals he scored like you rightly mentioned mazar and winning the premier league with blackburn that really gives him that weightage and to score 130 plus overall in five seasons and okay we are forgetting okay we're not counting the season just before the prem right i think he was the top scorer no. in that as well so i mean he spent his prime at blackburn and then few seasons at newcastle before he okay begins uh, the conventional aging route and then dip in performance but it didn't dip as much he had maybe two or three poor seasons now poor seasons being uh, scoring under 10 and this just twice if i'm not wrong after which he still scored 10 plus and that's way into the prime this is up until like 2004 5 which is <laughs> which is a lot of years considering he started played before the prime began as well so his scoring so, stats so- are absurd absurd Yeah, agreed. Uh, everything is crazy, but he only had goal scoring, and something mm-hmm. which Krishnan and I really yeah. believe that was a negative aspect for him was the assists. You look at the assists, and it's yeah. it's alarming. So it it gave that very selfish sort of vibe. You cannot probably blame him because of the teams he played with. Uh, later on in his career, uh, the Newcastle teams were never that strong, but you look at Ronaldo's impact. He was. and i i don't think anyone can argue uh, shubham goi uh, that and krishnan and i discussed this and this was the main reason why we put him up there was again the impact i don't think any player has had a bigger impact on any team or had that span of success those 3 years his last 3 years with united when yeah. they won the champions league they won uh, 3 premier league back to back premier leagues yeah. yeah only the second time that ever happened so uh those factors just made it so obvious and uh i think krishnan if you want to talk about the awards in that one year in 0708 or was it yeah no no i was going to say a big part for me and i i i completely agree i'm i'm getting tempted by shine, the shiny gold um it was <laughs> those three seasons exactly like 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 malo when you mentioned three back to back premier league titles wins the ballon d'or in 08 there's no other ballon d'or winner um in I this i think place. i think the season before he finished second behind kaka i think so if i'm not wrong oh yeah, yeah the season I, before that he no he finished third i think messi finished second that year but yeah three. he was oh, in the top three, basically yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um pfa's player of the year for two years back to back the the season the, the, the years before he left premier league player of the year in 0607 and then 0708 um fwa football of the year in the those two seasons as well and then of course like pretty much the last four years he was in the premier league he was in the premier league team of the year and golden boot in his last year as well i mean i i will admit 
there is a little bit of a, 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 a debate here between Ronaldo because he really came into himself in those last three seasons, whereas Alan Sherrod did it like over maybe like 10, 12 years from Blackburn, moving to Newcastle and continuing that form. In you, know, you know, talking about Sherrod, I'm, I'm super happy to have Ronaldo th- uh, third on the list yeah. as, as a United fan. But I remember I was having this discussion with Aniket and one thing which I really, really liked is the fact that that he played for Blackburn and Newcastle, not the most uh, prolific teams, not he didn't have the best squad as compared to the teams that were actually challenging for the title and winning the title. And still he scored a lot of goals. So now obviously this is a hypothetic situation. Just imagine if he was playing for one of the big clubs, I think perhaps he would have scored a lot more goals. So one thing that I really, really admire about this guy is having a squad which wasn't as, was definitely not at his level and wasn't at the level of the other top teams also and doing so well is one of the reasons why, according to me, I think initially I'd put him at third. But yeah, I'm more than happy to have Ronaldo up there. I want to argue the one point um, in his goal-scoring skill. Does the argument that he have deemed great, not having great goal-scoring talent alongside him be a plus or a minus? Because I think the argument mm-hmm. sort of holds for Jamie Vardy and Leicester, right? He's a guy who is the focal point at the number nine position. And Alan Scherer sort of was that for Newcastle and Blackburn. He is the focal point for goal scoring and it's sort of the fact that he didn't have a lot of great talent around him so he gets a lot of attention and focus in the box they are looking for that dude they're not looking for like a guy running down the wing they're not looking for some like a Thierry Henry down the wing they're not looking for a Ronaldo down the wing he's the guy who's expected to be in the middle and get goals it's kind of like the Miroslav closer like thing as well he's the guy who's in that like tight inner penalty box to get the goals. I, I don't want to make an exact comparison. I do think he's a lot more talented than, than Miroslav Klose. But I just kind of want to play devil's advocate and say, does not having additional goal-scoring talent maybe work against him a little bit? Because he does get, like, he really gets everyone's everyone's ball into him. Um, as, no, I, I, totally, I totally understand your point that you're saying. Honestly speaking, I, I haven't actually looked at it from that lens. I was looking at it from a lens that when you have so many talented players around you, the opportunity to score goals, you get more chances. And then if he had those many good players around him, then perhaps he would have scored many more goals. But your argument is also very interesting that considering that he did not have so many great players, the defenders would just focus on him and still like to perform. Another thing I'd just like to quickly highlight is in the 90s, since there's no conventional big four, there's no top four teams then, there are teams like okay, Villa's finished second if I'm not wrong. Teddy Sheringham at Southampton is great. Andy Cole before he moves to United is still very good. Ian Wright at Arsenal is also brilliant in those era, in, in those uh, seasons. I'm sorry. But the point being that uh, Shearer's goals in that era are big props to him to score 30 plus in no that season. But no, there are also other very prolific scorers in that era. Who are again playing as the only like the shiny light of their team at that moment. So, so uh, Gui, uh, let's not even talk about eras now. I think mm-hmm. the best example of like why rather uh, Krishnan and I thought Ronaldo was should have been higher. Firstly, don't let's not forget whose shoes he had to fill for United, David Beckham. So he came into a team, struggled. I wouldn't say struggled, but he was finding. He was adapting. He was you can say he was post. adapting. Yeah, you can say he was adapting. Uh, he came in the only player ever to win the PFA's players' player, fans' player, young player, and football writers' association footballer of the year award. And he did all of this in one season. No one's ever won all those awards. And hey, this was with season. This was with season. It was. 
I think it was the 0708 when United. I think won the yeah, his crazy season yeah. before he left. Thank God. <laughs> no, two season for one more season. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But let's put Ronaldo's numbers also to, into perspective. 84 goals and 45 assists in six seasons in the Premier League, in 196 Premier League games. So it may not seem that impressive, but then you look at his last three years: 66 goals, 29 assists in 101 games. <laughs> so it's crazy when you look at it like that. It's absurd numbers. And if he would have probably stayed on, God knows how many he would have got. So. Again, we're talking about the greatest Premier League players ever. How can you ignore the fact that the man won the Ballon d'Or? At the same time, we all know what he's done after, and not be like this man was something else. So, for just for that reason, purely based on talent and that impact that he had, no one had seen that. And that forty-yard free kick, no one will ever forget that goal of the season. So, just those moments that he had. This, this, this stuck in the head. I don't. I mean, of course, Shero was before our time, but even those videos and stuff, you, the types of goals you'll see from Shero were okay. He's blasted one at the edge of the box, or mainly they'll be inside very, the box. Very, very stock center forward stroke striker goals. Right. Yeah. So, like Krishnan said, the closer role and all of that. So, for us, it's that impact and. Just what Ronaldo brought to the league is why we ranked him third. So, if for, for me, it's only totally cool because I, I've just reversed the positions. Uh, Shero was three and Ronaldo was four, but I'm more than happy to switch it up. It's cool. Uh, I, it's all, uh, Gui. What's your take? Yeah, I don't think I can complain. Okay, I, I'm not going to complain purely because uh, I know uh, my number three pick is very like it's. It, I'll, I'll say it later. Okay. Okay. So, so, so we've got uh, Ronaldo at three. So we have Henri at one. Uh, then Giggs we have Giggs at two. Ronaldo at three. Now our number four, I think, through this discussion, has made it pretty obvious. It's Alan Shearer. So yeah. I think no debates there. Gotta be Shearer. Gotta be Shearer. Yeah, gotta be Shearer <laughs> after this discussion. Okay. Now number five. This is. Uh, where Krishnan and I had the biggest debate, uh, so it's Eric Cantona. Uh, I'm not so sure. What is Krishnan's pick? <laughs> no, so I mean we. So like I said, right? We ended up making a list after compromising. Right. So this is the mutual decision, if, <laughs> if you want to stand by it. So Krishnan and I pick Cantona at four. Ah, uh, sorry, at five. So, uh, what is your take, guys? Okay, I I just have a question. Who's six? Then maybe I can ask you why not him. So, uh, so we actually stuck with Frankie Lampard at six. So we stuck with the athletic six of of Frankie Lampard. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, th- this was a tough one. This was a tough one for us. We we'll, we. We'll so on the athletic know. list, we had Cantona at number three, yeah, and uh, we have we have decided like you guys have decided to put Cantona at number five. Yes. Yeah, okay. Cool. Yep. 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 So uh, okay, so now fine. I'll back up Cantona uh, simply because I don't think he needs backing. But just for those viewers who probably have also not seen Cantona play, so, 
So much. So just in terms of just broad stats before the the the, the, sure. the final backing up, he he didn't play as many seasons. Admittedly, he only played five seasons, one fifty six appearances. But his output is awesome in those in those um, five seasons. He's had seventy um, goals, fifty assists. Um, just an iconic player, and he he did win four uh, four Premier Leagues with United in, in in the five in the five seasons. Uh, but but sorry, and the one was, season they did, he was, was the Kung Fu kick incident. Yeah, <laughs> and he was the impact player that actually helped United win the first title because I believe he joined in '92, where I think United were tenth uh, on the league eight. table. Yes, they were eighth on the league the table. Yeah. And then end of the season, we win the league with a difference of ten points, and that was all down to Cantona because he signed uh, mid-season or something like that. I'm not right. I'm not missing. But yeah, yes. he was definitely right. an impact right. signing. He was. And uh, he and the best part for United fans, whoever's listening out there who hasn't watched Cantona play. Cantona scored a hat trick against Liverpool for Leeds United the week before he joined United, Manchester United. So just a fun fact out there. <laughs> isn't, isn't that, Sorry, isn't Liverpool that the fans, first, but isn't that the first Premier League hat trick ever? Like the Premier League? Yes, that yes, that was the yes, yeah, that yeah, was the correct. first Premier League hat trick. Okay, so now just to get into a bit more apart from the stats of Cantona and why he deserves to be on that list, firstly. Uh, never mind us putting him at number five and why the Athletic also ranked him at number three. Paul Ince had said that his aura and presence was infectious and if it weren't for King Cantona as he was so famously called, uh, Sir Alex Ferguson may have lost his job. He was really, he was really, really under the cosh Ferguson before he signed Cantona and just Cantona's immediate impact was crazy. Cantona was one of the 13 foreign players to originally play in the league. So uh, he was one of the first 13, as they are so famously known. And uh, after that, he averaged a goal every 2.78 games. I know it was not a long period of time, but it's it's a crazy statistic. And people also overlook... uh, him because of the big names like Henri and Scherer and Ronaldo coming up. But it was, it, he, Cantona changed the Premier League forever because of, he was a foreign player who came in, which was basically unheard of. Like I said, there were only 13 players before. Now there are players from 65 countries in the Premier League. So just put that into perspective. So he really gave confidence to other European players to come into the league and try to perform and try to have a career in football professionally in England. So I feel like all of these things just made him so different. And uh, his line where he said, I am not a man, I am Cantona, reminds you of someone, right? So (laughs) it it just tells you that he was that sort of personality that basically carried that entire Manchester United team and made them so dominant. So just purely from an impact perspective and the type of personality he was, he deserves to be on that list. Because and the my reasons of having after him forever. Yeah. See, my reasons for having Cantona was, um, and we pretty much have touched upon it, was just because of the impact that he had. When he joined United, United hadn't won the league for like goodness, 26 years or something like that. He comes in, we start winning the league. He changes the atmosphere around the club. He lifts people up in the dressing room. People are looking up to him. And then obviously the magic that he produces on the field. And um, he he has his goals to prove uh, prove it, like how, how skillful a player he was. 
and yeah it largely the reason why i highly highly rate him is just because the moment he becomes united player united become a top team and, uh, and we start winning leagues that is the reason why i feel cantona deserves that spot is just down to how impactful a player he was so but you had him at 3 right uh on my list i had him at let let me check and i, and I think in the, in the meantime i, I will say uh, mazar you can we spoke about I had this him at 5 Ah, all oh, right. Okay. So perfect. I had so him at five. So Anikis, <laughs> I, I, I had him at six. I had him oh. at six over like because I wanted Lampard to be five. five. Okay. Now I'm going to say this. So let's this just is, start off with Lampard because yeah, I think I think I think Cantona at five is settled since Krishnan, yeah, yeah. Uh, Shubham, and I all had him at five. Right. Yeah. So for me, the reason I had Lampard higher up. is because for me he became the benchmark for a box to box high goal scoring midfielder that that to me and okay he had a terrible time at west ham he had a terrible time in his first 4 5 6 seasons whatever it was he had nothing to <laughs> go on and even even the two seasons uh, before mourinho comes in uh, at chelsea nothing impressive but when he was put in the right system i mean he flourished like nobody else right he was often often uh, gets a lot of criticism for not being uh, as technically gifted as okay this name known to come up soon somewhere in the podcast goals or gerard all right so okay he's not the most technically gifted he's not going to ping balls across the field to his runners or whatever it is but to me he just read the space behind the front line so well and he always moved in at i mean to have 170 plus goals as a midfielder is it's unheard of it's unheard of 170 goals and he's not he's not playing uh, so goi that far up the pitch also right no no okay so i don't mind the fact that you've gone canton over him because i heard your arguments right Like okay, four out of five seasons he wins the prem, and the fact that he becomes the focal point of that team, not necessarily on the pitch but off it as well, where he is kind of dictating the um, mentality of the players in the squad. That perfect. I get your rationale for having him high up there, but I was putting it out there why for me Lampard it was, or is rather high up. Six is also very high. <laughs> Six on the. Best Premier League players ever. Oh, that's very high. And I, I want to just... Yeah, I think Krishnan can back this up because this is even he had him at five. Gui, Gui, I, 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 this was a tough one for us, like we said, and and I, I just cannot emphasize enough what Gui said about him being a goal scoring midfielder. This man is the fifth highest goal scorer in the Premier League. There is no midfielder. Up till the sixty, like I think eighteen spot. I think Steven, like Gerard, might be the next person. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Who's 18? There are no, there is no one who is a midfielder up till that point, and this man is fifth. So he is an incredible goal scorer, and exactly like you said, like Gui, it's one of those things where it's hard to define why he's so valuable. But it it comes down to some level of just sporting IQ and knowing when to make the right run, when to make the right play. Just a phenomenal decision maker. Without like maybe the like Ronaldo type skill set, he's not this incredible dribbler. um he's not this incredible he's not like a mesotozel who's thinking passes um across but he's just a person who nailed and executed timing um sports iq 
and just I think the thing with Lampard, like you mentioned, he's not the flashy player, but he yeah. does he does the basics so well that like he, yeah. he's just too good. He yeah, does the basics, and there's no one else who does the basics as well as he does. And I that's mean, the reason why he's he's in the top I ten. Absolutely. No one would deny his uh, ugly duckling reputation amongst those three, right? Between him, Gerard, and Sports. Because yeah. those two are technically phenomenal. And they, but it, for me, Lampard became a benchmark after his time. Like, who do you want uh, your uh, midfielder to progress into the final third like? Is Lampard. Who do you want uh, your midfielder to read space like uh, on second balls? On uh, say just timing the runs, not necessarily into the box because he has the most uh, goals from outside the box. If you think about it, true. I mean more than goals, more than Gerard. So that's why, like to me, Frank Lampard has a very, very, very high place in this list. So I you think know what? Six is high enough. I think. I think the most. I think the the thing which is me the most about Lampard. Was the fact that he was always fit. He only missed four games yeah. in the Premier League between 2001 to 2007. Four. He play, He featured in every single Premier League game for three consecutive seasons between 2002 to 2005. That is absurd fitness. Like, I mean, and just tells you how important he was because so many players do get rest, right? But he literally played every game. And We're talking about a much harder Premier League, right? In terms of right. the quality of play, like for sure, it's and in his position. And, and back then, the tackles were also harder. Now the yeah. tackles are the tackles are a lot like easier. Back then, the tackles were really bad tackles. And there was no three consecutive seasons with no rest. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, it's crazy, dude. And I think the 2009-10 season when Carlo Ancelotti won the league, mm-hmm. when Chelsea broke all types of goal-scoring records, the attacking records. Yeah. He had 22 goals and 16 assists. That that I mean I don't even know what to say. That is ridiculous. That that is literally the types of stats that. Those are better than a striker's records, man. Yeah, those yeah, are, exactly. and those are stats which literally Ronaldo Messi would get in the La Liga. And we're talking about a guy doing this in the Premier League against such stiff competition. It? So perspective. I think 25 goals was uh, the golden boot last season in the Prem. 25? Uh, yeah. That's a good question. I think 24 or 25. Yeah, it was 24, 24 I think. Yeah. yeah. This, he has two shots of that. He's <laughs> two shots of that. And 16 assists. <laughs> It's absurd, man. It's crazy when you actually put it into perspective. So yeah, no doubt we. Uh, no, that's very interesting. That season when he had 22 goals and 16 assists. Who was the who, who got the golden boot? Do you have any idea? Drogba, I believe. I think he had twenty nine. <laughs> so so last so last year was twenty three for uh, Jamie Vardy, and I think the year that is crazy was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. You said was? Yes, that's right. You're right. So Drogba had twenty nine that season. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that season clearly because they they ended up with a goal difference of plus seventy one. And I I remember these numbers because City were trying to beat it, and then Liverpool yeah. was trying to beat it. So trying to keep. I remember that season only for one reason. I remember that season for one reason, and United lost out by one point, and that's because we drew to Burnley. If we would have defeated Burnley, we would have won the league. Then draw to Burnley, and then Chelsea go on top. Oh man, 
That's the only reason I remember that season. <laughs> this is United fans, are Gui? If this guy didn't slip on the Thursday before the eight lunch, then maybe. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just mostly jealous, you guys. You'll notice the jealousy come out on me multiple times during this podcast. I just okay, want so. More. So, Austin, no, I think so, five and six for me was also Canton and Lampard. So I don't have like much to debate on this. I'm I'm totally cool with the ranking that you guys have gone with. Great, Krishnan, great job so far. I think we've done well with our top six. High, high five. five, high fives. <laughs> But now, now it's gonna get tough. Is my is my slight suspicion. Now is I think I'm gonna to walk away from this po- uh, podcast, guys. <laughs> the end of the game for me. But uh, we ranked. Uh, Wayne Rooney as number seven. Now I'm not as sure where you guys ranked him. But Rooney for me was number eight. Okay. Uh, so, Gui. Just just so that I can uh, ask you again why? why X or not Y. I just want to know your seven, eight, nine, ten, right. even so that I because. Okay, so I'm let's do one thing. So let's uh, Krishnan. Uh, let's run them through seven to ten, and just like a short reason why, and then we'll yeah. get into it. How about that? Okay, let's leave ten. Uh, let's leave ten out. We'll do seven, eight, nine. Perfect. Okay, yeah. Just names. Don't don't even give the reason. Just, just so it's so it's Rooney, it's Aguero, and Terry. Yes, we have John Terry in there. So we move John Terry from number fourteen on the athletic 14. list into the top ten. And now I move John Terry from number fourteen to number ten. So yeah, I also think he deserves a place in the top ten. So yeah, there are many that. reasons. So Aniket, before we get into that, uh, let's okay, okay. let's yeah, just let us justify why we've put these players first before you drill us. <laughs> For I, I, you know, you know, I'm not. Uh, okay, so I'll take over. So I'll talk about Rooney. You gotta talk seven. about Vaz, Mas. Vaz is like <laughs> this is all you. <laughs> Uh, Although I, I supported this pick uh, in this position, yeah. So, uh, so Wayne Rooney, very simple. I re- recall two iconic moments as a youngster. So, sixteen years old, that goal against Arsenal. Not trying to rub salt in your wounds. It was just that. That's how he announced himself. Then that volley for Manchester United at the age of nineteen against Newcastle United. I, I think that just showed Wayne Rooney ha- had a sparkling career to start off with, and he started so young. Uh, he spent. I, I'm going to let Krishnan take you through the stats and in terms of how many seasons and all of that. But five times Premier League winner, won the Champions League, won the FA Cup, three League Cups, the Europa League, the Club World Cup. highest scorer for england and manchester united let's not forget united are the most successful club in england and to manage to take that accolade from the great sir bobby charlton himself just speaks volumes of how incredible a talent wayne rooney was three times pfa team of the year uh just had so many iconic moments that bicycle kick against manchester city uh that free kick from 40 yards for his 250th goal for manchester united that he scored he scored two halfway line goals both against uh, west ham one for everton to get a hat trick he scored a hat trick at 32 man and 
and let's not forget he started when he was 16 so just all of these things and i krishnan brought this up when we were discussing why rooney deserves to be number 7 and uh we said adaptability the fact that he was able to change his game and just there was a new wayne rooney that we saw in that deep line midfield role so he was able he knew that he he wasn't he didn't have the pace to keep up anymore so he was able to change his game completely he became a set piece master or uh, uh just his heart on the pitch his dedication the fact that he would track back being a striker win headers during corners in the last minutes of games to defend uh united from conceding so all of those factors he was just an all round player and he was always he always put the team first and i'm a sucker for people and to add to what you're saying to add to what yeah. you're saying all of us kind of forget the fact that when uh, the last three seasons of ronaldo he was prolific and rooney was contributing heavily but all the limelight goes on ronaldo but just to prove how good a player rooney was after ronaldo left for the next two three seasons he he went he went on like rampage more in terms of goals he was yes. a center center focus and he actually took up ronaldo's position rather well in terms of getting united the goals that we needed because the season ronaldo left we lost the league to liverpool or to chelsea by one point but the next season we won and he was very instrumental in all of that so even in terms of the impact he had he has had a good amount of impact for like 6 7 seasons where initially it was a uh, 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 what do you say like overshadowed by ronaldo but when time came to step up he really did step up for united i think two more i i think exactly going off that and another reason i i also had him pretty high up on my list again kind of going over mazas two points of one adaptability and two just his his role as a team player on the question of adaptability i do think the guy's game evolved a lot from being a number 9 player to suddenly moving deeper and deeper down the field finding a way to work with his like let's be honest his athleticism decreased drastically especially like later on in the 2010s and he found a way to be this like weird like deep seated midfielder who's bumping in long balls into strikers pretty impressive balls we know the goal with rvp scored for united where he like i think it was him who gives the ball to rvp for the volley so he found a way to like well, shift so his, his goal against everton i think it was from the halfway line or something like that oh I yeah, think yeah. Everton, i don't remember i think so it's with everton Yeah, no, that was West Ham. So I, that's what I mentioned. West Ham, West Ham, both against West Ham, one for United, one for Everton. <laughs> and, oh, okay. and I think the second, the second point is again, it ties into his role as being this amazing team player. He he was a guy who kept meshing in between, like like you said, Malo, and like you said, Maza, meshing in and out of being the main guy, not the main guy, the main guy, not the main guy. Ronaldo comes in, RVP comes in. and you know we, we i think especially united fans remember this like the discussion i think that i think rio ferdinand or rvp talks about where he says um when rvp came in initially they weren't really catching him for his runs and like ferguson took them as like and ferguson said if you don't you'll get out of the team exactly and rooney found a way to play with these guys beautifully i mean the the, the season rvp comes to united was the season they marginally missed out against city finds a way to mesh with him perfectly finds a way to mesh with ronaldo perfectly so i think those are two big things um, in his favor and that guy like mazhar i think pointed out and like you also pointed out krishnan yeah he played a variety of positions he has played left wing right wing center forward behind the main striker center mid deep lying midfielder and playmaker he's played a lot of positions and he he's actually done a good job in every position he's played he's so, played yeah. goalkeeper in the 90 football video also <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
So initially, I had him uh, slightly lower. I than think bald Rooney, bald Rooney could have been the best centre back also. I think when Rooney went bald, <laughs> he was just crazy. Yeah, he was an angry man. He was an angry yeah. man. <laughs> Gui, where did you have you seen the volley that he scored against, I think, Newcastle or something, just before he gets substituted? He bangs in a volley from like 20 yards just outside the box. That's the first thing that I brought up. He was 19 oh. when he did that. It's crazy when you think about it. Yeah. So, in, initially, I had Rooney a little further down the list. But, and that is, that is because of, uh, you know, that was me just thinking that, okay, to say this is very harsh, very hitched a ride on Ronaldo. It's not the exact term, of course, it's not what I would use, but Ronaldo was having his seasons, right? Those three were his. So I had him slightly lower down the list, but then I look at his stats, the second Ronaldo leaves. The next season, he goes 25 plus goals. The season after, okay, he has 20 plus goal con- contributions, not goals. It's goals to assist together. They win the league. The season after, again, 25 plus goals. And let's not forget. Second season, the reason it dropped is because he had an ankle injury for quite, quite, yes. quite a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He I, would have I, pro- potentially have won the. Both, yeah. Many people say he would have won the golden boot that year. So, he, I mean, what do? So I was, I was looking at it very differently uh, because I think I was rationalizing him being slightly okay. lower on the list, using the you know riding on Ronaldo's success kind of thing, which is okay, which is now in hindsight. Pretty unfair considering how well he does when Ronaldo leaves. Who did you have as as number seven, Gui? Because that might be a tie-in to like a good tie-in to who we who move into next. Who it looks controversial. So, uh, so I okay. So my last four um, picks are pretty fluid. I am more than happy to have um, to listen to a lot of takes on who is number eight, nine, ten for you But I it just I initially had Rooney. Right below Aguero as, as 9 and 10. Right? Because for me, Aguero gets City those titles. When, when Silva and Aguero combine well, is when City win the title. And okay, let's let's be honest, City were a nothing club before before they bought as many players as they did. And even when there was no Aguero, when it was Tevez, Balotelli. And and Jekko and Negredo also performed, right? But yep. if 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 Aguero did not do 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 the lion's share of the business, it didn't convert to a title. So for me, Aguero was very 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 pivotal in City's success in the last decade. Which is and, why I, 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 that that success for City is what has created their legacy in the Premier League, as opposed to Rooney's. Amazing five seasons with Ronaldo and the two or three after it. That did not define United's uh, Premier League legacy. But for me, that that's why I just edged Aguero over Rooney. That's I'm so glad I, you I, that. I have to disagree with. Yeah, I'm glad you said the last part, Gui, mm-hmm. because I have to disagree with that. I think Wayne Rooney was, if not the most integral, one of the the most integral pieces Definitely. to the puzzle for sure. Because of because he won five and seven, five Premier League titles in seven seasons. That's that's and he was in he was an important part like a starting eleven all those seasons. And and not only yeah, that, yeah. Oh, he was no, starting so eleven. All why he was more season. important, and I that's why yeah. So what I was trying to say is why he was more important was yes, you said Ronaldo was the main man. That's when he won three titles. Then Van Persie came in. He was the difference. But 
again, it all comes down to the fact that he did much more. He just lifted the spirits of the team. And you could see Manchester United would tick with him on the pitch, even if he didn't do anything. He was like, just having his presence over there was enough for United to play better and, and to add to that, produce results. To add to that, the reason a player like Ronaldo or RBP could shine a lot is because Rooney sacrificed so much for the team. Because yeah. the reason Ronaldo got all those goals, RVP got all of that was because Rooney was, like, to be honest, to a certain extent, being played out of position, but he was happy to sacrifice. And even in that sacrifice, he contributed so much that that definitely led to United winning so much. So, yeah, in terms of his overall contribution, it's, it's, it's immense. So, bit of, so bit of a... six onwards in terms of titles. So, so, so bit of a bit of a thought experiment because because I will say I was a little bit um I, I I was a little bit torn between the two of them as well Wayne Rooney yeah. versus Kunagwer and I think even the Athletic was because they had him like back to back which makes me seem like they, you know they might have had a bit of a debate as well uh, just a bit of a thought experiment so Rooney is currently at um two eight goals which is like I think pretty significantly the you know is is the second highest in the Premier League. Aguero, which always surprised me because I don't think of Aguero because he had so many years at Atletico. I don't think of Aguero as as much of a Premier League player. He's at 180. Do you guys think he overtakes Rooney by the time he finishes with Man City? It looks like... How old is Aguero? How old is Aguero? Great question. Uh, Aguero... I, I, th- I, think, I think he could have done it if not for his injury record. Right. Like, I'm just going to put it out there. I think he could have done it if not for his injury and, he, and he's 32. Sorry, just to, just to confirm, he's, he's 32. So maybe we say like... Three, four, seasons, you know, he could. Injuries. He potentially could do it. He potentially yeah. could do it. I'm not. I'm not doubting his his ability to do it from this point on as well. But if he if he remains fit for his entire time in the prem, maybe it's where it's much more likely than him doing it from this point on. And I wonder if you know if he overtakes Rooney and like I, I think most of us can assume it's it seems possible that in the next three four seasons City potentially win another one. Does that change our conversation? Especially if he overtakes Rooney as the all-time goal scorer. I know that's not what we're discussing. We're discussing right now. But it was just a little fun thought experiment for, my, for myself. So, but, yeah, I, I think, uh, so like Krishnan said, we were torn on uh, Rooney and Aguero as well. That's why it's 7 and 8. The reason we just picked Rooney ahead was titles at the end of the day. Uh, so... And yeah, I think Krishnan's right. Maybe if Aguero overtakes Rooney in terms of number of goals, then we could be having a different conversation. But for now, that's the only reason we put Rooney ahead of Aguero was the titles. Yeah, he has uh, one more than one. Aguero. Yep. Yeah, yeah. by one. Yep. Yeah. So that's exactly why that's slight <laughs> edge for Rooney. That's why that, the thought experiment is fun in my in my head uh, to see where we, <laughs> if we redo this at some point. It it'll be fun to uh, to look back. <laughs> yeah, and I was again just just you know for the sake of research, I was looking at his scoring stats. See, <laughs> after his first three seasons, he hasn't dropped below twenty goals. Yeah. Eight of nine seasons, at least sixteen goals. Twenty yeah. plus okay, not, six of sorry, them. Sorry, not five in a row. Right? In those, but that's it. <laughs> he has point eight four per ninety minutes. He's scoring. Yeah, he's 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 scoring. Yeah, you know, I, I said it at the beginning of the podcast, and I completely, you know, when he came to Aguero, I completely forgot about it. This is a guy who's 
he's the only one who bettered on these goals for nine days. He is the only one, and and this is this is how I look at it. Why? Uh, I mean, okay, if someone would make that argument that goals for nine days would mean a lot more. So Aguero closer to already on the list or something like that. To me, Aguero did not uh, change the game, change how a uh, centre forward or a striker could play, right? So only drifting to the wings, involving his wingers perennially all the time because they were that good as well. But Aguero had to do it all as a centre forward, stroke striker, all the time. And but okay, he's been in man five seasons back to back twenty plus goals. <laughs> Just mad. It's mad. It's mad. And 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 the debut season is twenty three goals in the Premier League. Debut season is twenty three. Not how, better than how, Alan Shearer. Are you? Don't go back. Don't how, go back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How, how, however good you are. At Atletico, because well, they have striker pedigree, right? How good you are at Atletico, no one expects you to score twenty three goals. So I think, oh, of course, of course, I think he, he deserves his place in the top ten easily. Yeah, no doubt, no one's doubting Definitely. his top ten ability. Definitely. It was just, is he, did he do enough to be above Rooney? That was the main mm-hmm. uh, sort of. So right now, Rooney is at number seven, then correct? Yeah, and I can quickly yeah. share. Uh, I I think we spoke with. Let me quickly share screen so we can just quickly run through our um our our eight so far before Top we seven. go into the last yeah uh, the last two. So we have at number one we have Thierry Henry. Number two we had Ryan Giggs. Number three we had Cristiano Ronaldo. Number four Alan Shearer. Number five Eric Cantona. Number six Frank Lampard. Number seven Wayne Rooney. Number eight Kun Aguero. And those two were a little bit of a. A little bit of a debate. So we got two spots to and go. To, and to all our viewers, to all our viewers, if you can see like uh, the numbers next to the players, as one is Theory only, four is Ryan Giggs, five is Ronaldo. That is the ranking given by Athletic, the, the publication. But this is the ranking that we we are giving. So just so that no one gets confused as to why those numbers are the next to the players. But yeah, sorry, Krishnan, you were saying something. No, that that's exactly it. So we we got two more to go, and and as we expected, like the last ones are are tough because we. Uh, it, it it it's getting to a point of like whether we even include them in top ten or not, and it gets a little <laughs> more passionate and and uh, emotional at that point. Um, so so before Krishnan, before you dive into number nine, I just yeah. want to say this, and it really pains me, really really pains me, to say that we moved Roy Keane out of the top ten, that at the Athletic had him at number seven, and we and. For for the purpose of our list, we don't have Roy Keane and we've put in John Terry. So, as much as it hurts to say that, it is the it is how it is. So, yeah. Right. So, I don't disagree with you at all because I myself got Roy Keane out of the list, and uh, I, I myself have Yeah, same, yeah. Same. I have also been with Terry. I am shocked that this is one of the things we are all for aligned on. I'm really happy though. I'm a little surprised, but I'm really I'm happy. not aligned. Go by no means. <laughs> I'm compromise. I have made the compromise because I know I I I understand why John, why we chose John Terry. Like like if Roy Keane had to miss out, and if you told me it was because John Terry's name was being put in there, I was, I was. That's why I was okay with it. But by no means can I say that I would agree by that. Like, 
on a standalone note, if you told me, I would probably disagree. But for the purpose of this, yes, let's run with it. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go in in defense of John, or John Terry, and um, for 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 us, it was it was kind of three big buckets. I think number one, he was kind of integral to making I think Chelsea what it is today. He was in that first lineup that kind of transformed Chelsea's history in the modern Premier League to being what they are as captain. I mean, let's not forget he had Frank Lampard also, Roban Emrevich, Jose Mourinho. But he was a big part of that as well as captain and as the pivotal centre-back kind of that their defence was organised around. Um, so that's one. Number two is just the success of that defence. The, the first season they win, they currently hold the record for number of clean sheets in a season. 24 clean sheets. Epic defence. I mean, that's Jose Mourinho is known for like amazing defensive structures and Chelsea was a big part of his legacy and, and his story built around defence. That was built around John Terry. Lastly, really underrated thing that we don't think about so much for defender, phenomenal goal scorer. Guy scored 42 goals in the Premier League. He's actually, if I'm not mistaken, he's like um, 14th in the Premier League in headed goals and he's the only defender in the top 20. Yeah, the rest are all just strikers. So, I think this for the three reasons for us was why Terry you know, you know, to, add, to add to what you said, to add to what you said, uh, certain things I hundred percent agree as to why he has to be in the top ten is because uh, the captain that he was, the leader that he was, he was basically the heartbeat of the Chelsea team, and he transformed the Chelsea team largely just because of his character and presence. But there was something interesting that I was reading up about because in the Athletic list you had Ferdinand at eleven and Terry at fourteen, and I was already th- I thought that Terry deserves to be in the top ten, and then I was just like doing some doing some stats. And based on those stats, um, in terms of interceptions, Terry had 420 interceptions and Ferdinand had 341. In clearances, Terry had 1,852. Ferdinand had 1,718. In duels one, Terry had 1,362 to Ferdinand having 764. In goals, like you rightly mentioned, he was on 42 and Ferdinand was 11. Aerial battles one, Terry was 702, Ferdinand was 315. That just goes to show like what an amazing defender he was. And and like obviously there are certain things which are more than just numbers. That is the stature that he had in the team, which transformed the team. And that is why, according to me, he has to be top 10. One more thing which I find very impressive on, from a stats perspective is he has almost a season's worth of games more in clean sheets than Ferdinand. Almost a season's worth of games. So he, but guys, why are we comparing the two? No, I mean, he I was not even like, on the all, list all, for us. All the purpose, like these two are the highest um, on the top. Because they were the highest defenders, defenders and Gio was yeah. above him. So that's yeah, why that's I was just trying just to, like, that's, to, rationalize, yeah. Yeah, to rationalize him into the top 10 over Rio. But we weren't rationalizing Rio in the first place. Even <laughs> I was certainly shocked that he was at 11. As much as I love Rio, I. Obviously, I love him. Uh, I personally, I always liked Vidic more. So, anyway, Vidic is, was not even on the sixty list of the Athletic. So, it, so it was nice to have Rio high, but higher than Terry was always questionable. Yeah. I still don't understand how or why that happened. But yeah. I think one Terry Chelsea has five Premier Leagues, and Terry does as well. So. Lampard can't say that. Lampard can't say that. He can say only three and three with Chelsea. Yeah. I think four, no? No, I may be wrong. Four. Oh, four. Four. Yeah, four. Yeah, four. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Four. 
so I mean, he has won every Premier League that Chelsea has won. He's a part of that team, and that's just no doubt. That's 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 really. Oh, I maybe. Mean, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. You were saying something. No, no, you're right. I think I, I think I might have noted this. Uh, Lampard, I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Lampard, maybe Lampard does could it. have been with City. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure. Did he yeah. do that here? I might no, be wrong. Yeah, anyway, don't I don't so think we should. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but that's not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but I, uh, yeah, we get the point. He, yeah. He just told Whatever you say. Chelsea as a club. John Terry yeah, was Chelsea indeed. football and, and for way too long. I mean, for all of what we remember of Chelsea, he's he's right there. Yeah, and and he's there. Iron gigs. I think that's the best way to put it. And and Gui, you're right. He's Sorry, Frank Lampard has has three Premier Leagues. He doesn't have four. Sorry, that was my my mistake. He has three. He, he does have three. And I think I think just final thing my on John Terry. <laughs> just last thing yeah. on John Terry. He did whatever it took to win. If it meant putting his face on a cigarette packet, he did it. <laughs> If it meant like sleeping with one of his teammates, ex-wives, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. John Terry's awesome. I definitely want him in my top 10. He did whatever it took to win, man. Okay. That's 7, 8, and 9. Okay. Terry was number 8 now, right? So, no, Terry was number 9 because Aguero was number 8. This was Terry. Yeah, sorry. My bad. So, now it's number 10. Now, my favorite position. And uh, I, uh, it tears me to say this, but oh no, I'm sorry, man. It's not. (laughs) It's not us. I'm sorry. It's the scouser. Gerard. It's the scouser. It's Steven Gerard at number ten. So, okay, let's get into it. I think Krishnan, you can go ahead. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do a brief uh, I'll do a brief overview and then hand it off to you guys because I know this is one that y'all I, I think will have some thoughts on Stevie G definitely an iconic uh, Premier League player for the time that that we've watched uh, 504 appearances 17 seasons uh, with with Liverpool um, he scored 121 goals for Liverpool assisted uh, he has 89 assists um, but the the overwhelming fact of the matter is he does have zero Premier Leagues. But I hand it off to you all with, and we will come back with our justifications as well. But hand it off to you all with what you all thought on yeah. uh, Stevie G. And so, I mean, it's, it's kind of I'm okay. I don't want to. I don't want to call it unfortunate. He didn't win a Premier League. Okay, as sad as it is for Liverpool fans or him is whatever it be. All right, he doesn't have a Prem. Is is I mean, he has one twenty goals and. 120 goals is also pretty big for a midfielder, right? And he did it in how many seasons? Uh, as many or a little fewer than Lampard. I think three or four seasons fewer than Lampard. So, I mean, it's not that bad of a stat for a midfielder. And he, let's not forget, he's made uh, the team of the season most times ever. He has, he's made it eight times at the team of the season, which speaks a lot about his performance in a Liverpool side, which wasn't doing wonders, right? In the 2000-2010 But so for okay, me, that, what I would that high up, again, sorry, he was 8th eight, eight on the list for the Athletic? He was 8th for the Athletic, yes. yep. He was 8th for the Athletic, yep. Okay, so I'm, I'm, my question is, I mean, there are 
in the top 15 i think there's silva there's vera also all right so, i mean i suppose you have justified gerard being over than in some panels i would love to hear so guid did you have did you have uh, vera or silva at, at 10 i had vera at 10 for the sole reason that he made arsenal click the moment he walks in he he makes that side his own is there right up until when arsenal is challenging for the top spot he is there for all of those seasons he is there for the three premier leagues also he is bullying everyone doesn't matter who is in front of him so he is the big dog on the field and he walks onto it and again he's not going to have uh, anywhere near good goals or assist stats right he's, he's that's not what we're looking at him for it's just the sheer dominance on the field and leading the team also i want to know if that i don't think there is so Gui, i just wanted to add to yeah, I, yes. I just wanted to bring this up so we so krishnan and i did discuss viera and mm-hmm. why the simple reason why we could not consider him in the top 10 was because we left out roy keane they essentially yeah. performed the same role for their teams and Keane, according to me, was definitely a better player than Vieira. You may debate that, but uh, of course, I will. Of course <laughs> yeah, yeah, you will. But, 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 I just feel that Roy Keane had much more to his game than Vieira had. So, if we were leaving Roy Keane out, Vieira couldn't be brought in. David Silva was another consideration as well for us, but then the what we were thinking was Aguero and Silva together won the leagues. Yeah, yeah. So to put both of them seems very unfair because then we have two players from Chelsea and two from City, and that doesn't highlight how the Premier League era really went in terms of if you're looking at success overall. And so we looked at it from literally the entire era, number of titles for each club. And that's how then eventually we had to really decide on whether to keep him or do we not. And and at the, at the end of the thing, Krishnan and I thought that, you know, a number 10, no matter who comes before, has to be fixed as Steven Gerrard. He had to be there on that list. And we'll get into those me, details after we hear Shubham's opinion. So for, so for me, to be very honest, initially, when I saw the list, I and I saw scores at 19. And Gerard in the top ten. So for me, I was like, this is not possible. Scores has to be in the top ten. What is Gerard doing out there? He he didn't win anything and stuff like that. And this was probably like me just being extremely biased and without like getting into the stats. And then once I got into the stats, I would just like to share something with you guys. Um, so once I got into the stats and I was doing some research on it, these are goals contribution per game, and I was looking for score Gerard and Lampard. Scholes was the lowest with 0.32 and Lampard was obviously 0.46 but Gerard was 0.42. So, that, that's pretty close. Passes per game, Scholes was the highest with 61 point, uh, 61.6 and Gerard was at 55.6. But look at the three through balls per game. We have Gerard at 0.72 and Scholes was at 0.28. Crosses per game, Gerard 6.3 with Scholes just at 0.3. Tackle success, we all know that Scholes wasn't the greatest tackler. But Gerard was again higher than him at 73%. And cross accuracy, again, we had Gerard at 23% compared to scores being at 21%. So after I saw all these stats, for me, I was personally more convinced about the fact that uh, 
uh, at least I convinced myself that why Scores doesn't deserve a top 10 place and why Gerard does, even though he never won the Premier League, as just the sentiment that he was, uh, he, he, he according to me deserves a spot, a spot in the top 10. So, yeah, that is my okay, justification so, as to why. So, I that's great. So, we don't have a problem. <laughs> I, I was worried. I, I just had one other point, and I think, um, I think we brought this up in the context of Lampard. Um, and, and I really like that, that what you brought up, um, Malu, in terms of the tackle rate, especially, because I think that's something that gets Kanda. I think Gerard is the the best definition of a box-to-box midfielder in the sense that this guy was finishing plays with goals and could be the last-ditch defender um, on that Liverpool side. And, and, and admittedly, it's a little bit because like Liverpool sometimes had a little dodgy, like a little bit of a dodgy defensive line. But he really was like finishing plays at both ends of the field. Like nobody else, I think, on this list. I think even like a Lampard, I would say, is a little more skewed towards the offensive side. Um, Gerard really was tracking back at an incredible level. Um, which, which I think kind of also contributed to us having him, uh, so, so, having him there. Uh, firstly, uh, I, I've never, never understood the comparison between Scholes, Lampard and Gerrard. I understand Lampard and Gerrard, but Scholes had a very different role. He was not meant to play that role. He was meant to sit properly as a pure central midfielder. He, and just get at the edge of the box to knock in a few goals here and there. But that was still not his role where he was expected to score, let's say, 15 goals a season or even 10 for that matter. So, uh, I feel that comparison is unfair to scores. I understand where the stats come from and all of that. I'm, I'm not questioning that. But I, I don't think it's fair to scores to compare the two bases their roles uh, in terms of attacking at least the attacking mindedness of the players crosses per game of course not what about the pass percentage i think that that's something that you cannot ignore scores is pass in percentage fact, that, was, in fact that uh, was a stat i was trying that was a stat i was trying to find but unfortunately i couldn't find it because i wanted to know what is the pass percentage per game so between Gerard think, and scores because so that was I, the analysis i was yeah so i think around i think the career pass percentage of scores was around 83% or maybe even higher. And I think Gerard was somewhere in the mid seventies. Just so again, I, you can't, you cannot compare those because they were set up in a different system with different roles where Scholes was expected to loop balls behind the defenders so that the strikers can run onto it. And so that the wingers can then go wider. Gerard had to play those one touch uh, games with the strikers or with the, wingers and then try to make space, get into the box so that he's there at the edge to latch on to some chance. So I think in terms of that, that's why I I wouldn't, I never have liked the comparison drawn between all three of them together. But so what, uh, what I would like to say is like, uh, uh, while I understand Cole, Gerard and Lampard, all of them midfielders, but they had different roles and, and uh, they weren't exactly the same sort of positional midfielders. Uh, might not be 100% accurate. But what I would like to say, at least this is for, for my point of view, after getting into all the stats that, that I just mentioned and reading, like getting to the stats of Gerard, I just realized that even though he didn't win a Premier League, the guy deserves his place in the top 10 just because he was a fantastic midfielder. And his numbers are so good that although his numbers in terms of winning the Premier League is zero, but his other stats are so good that it, it's not possible to have a top 10 leaving him out. 
So I think exactly, Shobham, why the numbers give context to why he deserves a top ten. And I think that's exactly why we left Krishnan and I left him at ten. Sorry, Krishnan, I cut you off. Oh no, 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 no problem. And 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 the sad part about it, which I know is is obviously going to be a ghost in his cabinet, is the guy came brutally close to Premier League. He's he's come second thrice, and each of them are not these like runaway seasons. The first one's probably the furthest away. He he loses by seven points in the two thousand one two thousand two season. He loses by four points in two thousand eight two thousand nine. And the last one, he keeps coming closer. 2013, 2014 is by two points. We all know the history. We That's the season when he slipped. That's the slip season. And the guy came brutally close. And I feel like our arguments would be. I wonder about how different you know it would be if, if he just had that one. It'll, it'll always be a ghost for him, for sure. So even though, like Krishnan mentioned, he may have not won the Premier League. It, it's it's not only the Premier League. Liverpool failed to win major trophies. During his time altogether, I I just question whether they they were built Please, to win. I, I don't I, think I, they were. I need you to I need you to mention. The yeah, so right. Of or, course. or else I'm gonna have a storm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no. So I was Please. just gonna start. So he he won two FA Cups only over 17 seasons with Liverpool. Uh, then obviously that infamous Champions League final in Istanbul where they beat. AC Milan coming back. Some that was another game altogether. I, I, I mean, literally the next biggest final you can think of after the United, uh, the United Bayern Munich final in Barcelona. Literally the next biggest comeback win that uh, football has seen. Uh, just England's footballer of the year in two thousand nine. He was a Ballon d'Or runner up, I believe. Five hundred and five hundred and four appearances in the Premier League. One twenty goals, as Gui mentioned, ninety two assists. One thing, he has played over forty one thousand minutes in the Premier League. When you put that into perspective, it just tells you that the longevity again, the fact that he he stayed loyal to a team that was struggling because he it was his dream to see them succeed. He could have easily left. He could have gone to a Barcelona probably. At a time, or maybe even a Madrid, he was that level of a player. But he stuck by. He try. He dreamt of helping them win the Premier League. Sadly, never happened. But just like he, Krishnan also said, the perfect player, and he was definitely the perfect football player. Uh, it. I would love to have someone like Steven Gerrard because it was not only his skill; it was his hard work. And everything, and I think the Athletic had a quote in their article for him where they said he was a better goal scorer than Keane and Vieira, a better ball winner than Scholes, and he had even more stamina than Yaya Toure. And I think that summarizes it perfectly. So uh, he was the only reason he's ten and not higher up is because he does he that Premier League title eludes him, but. As a player, no doubt one of the greatest ever. So he had to be there. He he just had to. Okay, just just because I am the only one who didn't agree on that one, I'm going to just give a. Uh, I'm just going to say something about Vera, which for me is very big. He won Player of the Season, and there's no other person in who performed his role to win a Player of the Season in as many seasons in the Premier League. Whatever many of us have played, a hundred. A player of the season 
at defensive mid hasn't happened also just again i'm going to throw it out there in case i don't think anyone's going to reconsider their 10 place pick but if you try and rationalize the way uh, we rationalize the number one spot all right and okay again i need to ask mazhar and maru to think of uh, to not think of uh, keen when you think of this comparison all right because if maybe keen was already in the list then you would come up with a different answer for this comparison as opposed to with keen not being on the list would you pick viera or gerard in your team this just again as a question uh, as to how we said i'm not asking you to settle the 10th place uh, like we settled the first place also this is not how we settled the first place just this was the convincing factor for maru like how we tried to convince him <laughs> i don't think he's convinced yet but uh, yeah so if if that were the question and team were already in your top 10 who would you rather pick viera or jaira i would pick jaira Again, this is just a question. Like, I I don't mind all of you all answering Jaira, but like for me, no, it would be for me it's Jaira. I'll take Jaira. Uh, for yes. me, it's Jaira. Uh, Gui, I won't deny it because I've always liked that. I've liked central defensive midfielders. It, it's my favorite position in football. So it always And has been. You you put so, a dominating man on that spot of the field. And that is when you actually begin to control the game. I think yeah. there are there are been. But I can make many arguments been, about yeah, that. Again, I was just this is this is not this is not me making an argument for Vieira being tenth place because I think I've been voted off. Okay, that's <laughs> my my pick has been voted off, and and I don't mind it. Okay, it's okay. It's a three versus one thing. So I can see the disappointment on your face. Sorry, but you don't no, mind. No, <laughs> it's okay. Like I, I'm not. Tested much, but just for the sake of debate, I asked that question. Like, would you have Vieira over Gerard? I don't like for me that I would never see that happen. That it would never occur to me to have Gerard over Vieira in my side. Again, that, again, I nobody is asking my opinion as to okay, as if I were the, someone who is building the best squad there is on the planet. But <laughs> but that's just that's just my. Take on it, like if if that was a convincing, if that was how we tried to convince Madhu of first spot for Andre, can I can I by any means just you know push you towards uh, considering the era? Maybe not, but I will try. You know, Gui, I had discussed this with Krishnan as well, and we were willing to push out anyone into. We were willing to push anyone into number nine because that was the vacant slot for us. Gerard was fixed at ten because he had to be there, but because that Premier League title eludes him, he couldn't be any in any higher spot. So ten was fixated. So I would say he would be my ten if I didn't have Gerard at ten. I could potentially say that Vieira would be Vieira or a Silva or whoever would be my potential ten if I. if we weren't constricted by various other factors and if we didn't have the other players also on the list so as a stand alone i can agree now that you say this i want to know if you have to for example hypothetical like how with our list currently that we uh, we've discussed it finishes with gerard at 10 but hypothetically if you have to put vera at number 10 and you have to remove gerard then uh, then what would be your rationale for it like why would you do that i, I wouldn't that's what i'm saying i, I wouldn't I wouldn't put if Gerard was 
if if gerard had a even one premier league title gerard would be probably a 6 or a 7 for me but just not having that title at the end of the day has cost him a place in a higher slot but he's too good a player to be left out i am i think i am okay in leaving out viera simply because i've taken john terry who in place of him and i'm i'm okay with it because i already have my arsenal player in number 1 so in terms of that and like i said i'm looking at the premier league era if i'm talking about the number of titles so i'm trying to justify the number of players in the top 10 also basis the number of titles that those clubs have won united having the most has four players on our list uh chelsea has having the second most titles has two players on the list uh arsenal again uh three titles so uh, we have one player there city again four titles has one, have we have one player there gerard just needed that spot because he is definitely an all time top 10 player in the premier league so that's how that was how we basically agreed upon krishnan and i agreed upon the list and said that okay we have to settle it like this there can obviously be more permutations and combinations if it was my list alone it probably would have read slightly different uh i i may have i was a bit torn maybe viera would slip in at 9 for me and maybe yeah so like it could be But that's let's a, just let's just agree that Vienna does cause a problem in terms of consideration for the top. Yes, just for you, Gui, we are saying yes, yes, absolutely. In any, <laughs> so, so I I think that so, so so that gets us to our that gets us to our top ten, which was I I would I think at the very least field. I I wonder if we're all satisfied or we're all dissatisfied. I feel it's one of the two. <laughs> the result. Um. But I, I thought. So, maybe- Krishna, I think I think we have to say that we are satisfied because this was our list. The two of us, the two of us, are not too happy. The two of us are not too unhappy, rather. I think it, it worked out. It, it worked out pretty nice. What I really want, honestly, other than the gigs and only thing. Yeah. I am pretty uh, pretty much satisfied with the list. I think otherwise our list is it's pretty spot on. And, and, and I'll tell you what, if if only wouldn't have been in first spot. I would have just made this conversation four hours longer. <laughs> I, I would have, I would have, I would have gone into every stat I could have found, which is which is which is right in front of me on an Excel sheet, and I would I would have tried bumping every United player lower and lower and lower. I would have made my case for Lampard, for Vieira, for Terry. I would have made my case for Silva, Aguero, everyone to be over. Whoever it is possible to be on that list, I would have even batted for Gerard had Audrey not been first on that list. <laughs> <laughs> right? Okay, I'm I'm not, but yeah, that that really did soften up my approach to your top ten. And I, I think that's kind of the fun part that we've had of had these dynamic of like just being supporters of different teams that. And to some extent, are kind of on the opposite spectrum of success in the last in the last ten years, um, which is which has been which has been kind of fun. So, so I thought maybe just to round it up, maybe we could just go through just finally just go through again who Athletic's top twenty were, and then kind of go through um, and go through our uh, top ten at the end of it. So, I'll, uh, maybe we can take five each of the Athletic's top twenty um, if if that works. 
Um, so, so for the again, just to confirm, the Athletics top twenty were number one was Thierry Henry, number two was Alan Shearer, uh, number three was Eric Cantona, number four was Ryan Giggs, and number five was Cristiano Ronaldo. Mazar, you're just next on my video, so I figured you want to take six to ten. Yeah. So six was Frank Lampard, seven Roy Keane, eight Steven Gerrard, nine Wayne Rooney, and ten Sergio Aguero. Then 11, uh, we have Ferdinand, 12, we have Silva, 13, we have Vieira, 14, John Terry, and 15 was Dennis Burkamp. To round up the top 20, that's Eden Hazard at 16, Peter Schmeichel, 17, 18th was David Beckham, 19, Paul Scholes, who I'm really sure Maru is very upset about. And <laughs> no, in fact, I, I justified why I don't think he deserves a top 10 spot. So, <laughs> I, I'm at least. <laughs> now, now, yes, now you are. <laughs> and and 20th was Ashley Cole. Yeah, Cashley, let's go. <laughs> Rounding up our top 20. I mean, that, that, that word stuck for so long. <laughs> anyway. And this is our top 10 that uh, we have, I would say, rather like jointly decided on. Uh, so yeah, to start with Henri, uh, second was Ryan Giggs, third Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, fourth Scherer, fifth was Cantina, sixth was Lampard, seventh was Rooney, eighth was Aguero, ninth Terry, and ten is Steven Gerrard. Here, like Malu just joking up saying the two gigs. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but to be fair, I think... Uh, we we bumped up gigs from what the athletic had so yeah. from 4 to 2 so i i think that's a that's not a it's a slight bit of pill for shubham to swallow it's not that big uh, i think someone will be really angry at seeing this will be shero if he ever watches this then he's going to cut us he's going to find us and just make us suffer I think he's going to ask us to stand in goal while he finishes at the age of 50. <laughs> he finishes goal past. Every goal is going to be his past up. So, but I must say the Athletic did a pretty good job in terms of at least the, their choosing their top 10 players. The order, of course, was always going to be debatable and open to everyone's opinion. But we only added John Terry from outside the top 10 uh, Roy Keane was the one who we moved out. So yeah, it was basically what we did was a little bit of reshuffling and getting Terry into the top ten and removing Roy Keane. Uh, so yeah, I think to round it up, this is our top ten. And uh, after a lot of debate, we have uh, jointly managed to come with a top ten. Now what's interesting is I want for all the viewers watching this uh, to let us know what you guys think about Athletics top ten, our top ten. Uh, what would be your top 10? You can drop it down in the comments below. And also about all the rationale in the debate that we've had to come up with our list. You'll agree with it, disagree with it. Or would you all move the players in, diff in a different order and put it down in the comments, giving your justifications. And uh, to everyone who missed the first episode on VAR and rule changes, the link will be in the description below. Follow us on all our social media platforms. All those links will be provided. And we shall see you guys next week again with uh, another episode. And uh, yeah, till then, we, we would like to get a dialogue going around this topic. Uh, let us know your thoughts on it.